Ah, okay. Ah, testing. Ah. Oh. oh. Wait, this is just becoming a thing for us now, isn't it? Are you going to sit back there and scream for this entire time? Is that your plan? Yes, actually, it is. I'm talking to the cat, but yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that is her plan. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta have a cat. Yes, she's sitting yes. back there. Babe, she has to. Babe, she has to sit there and scream, otherwise she'll die. I know. She got a you know what the name of H.P. Lovecraft's cat was? No, 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 we don't. no I have no, no. idea. Mm. I uh, I know, know what it was, and it's bad. I've never we heard. Want to know? H.P. Lovecraft. Never... Google it later, <laughs> or don't. We're never gonna tell anyone. <laughs> no, this has not has no place. I do. I do know. Unfortunately, mm. Mm. I wish I didn't. Mm. But it's very bad. Here we are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Anybody tells me like oh lovecraft was just a product of his time i'm like oh okay go look up what he named his cat and or just, uh like, get back to me who on wrote that letters to him they're just like yo you're like really racist like you're like the, the worst said he was racist <laughs> yeah, they're like wow you're like worse than everyone else somehow lovecraft is this yeah. another story where it's like the real horror is people but not white because if it is i'm gonna hate you <laughs> yeah uh apparently uh i read that like I, I, I didn't take the time to fact check this and I don't remember everything from it, but apparently on his deathbed, he had this epiphany that like, wow, uh, I was really racist and that was maybe not great. I was a little late at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Late in life, he did start to realize some of the stuff he thought was bad was bad. Some of it had to do with the fact he was like, oh, wait, Hitler isn't great. But, you know. <laughs> Oh, wait, my wife is Jewish. Maybe they aren't actual devils. Well, Jesus he had some Christ. problems with his wife, too. Anyway. <laughs> it's okay. His his writing wasn't even good, so maybe one day he'll stop being part of our culture. <laughs> it's one of those things where there's some good ideas there and maybe, like, right. two pretty good stories, and then yeah. the rest of it's just a bunch of racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some good stories, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, oh, it's the villain's Arabic again. Oh, okay. Half of any Lovecraft story is him going, "It was really scary." No, tr- I'm not going to tell you what it was, but trust me, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, guys. To be fair, it was I do really that on scary, my and anybody sometimes. who saw it lost their mind. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I do, I do like that part of him. I'm going to say like. Because that's how you describe the indescribable. It's like an elephant, but nah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you, des- how do you describe overrated things? Anyway, you can just hit him with a boat. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Hit him with boat. Weak to boat. We can all agree he's the Yusuke of Mythos Monsters. I'm not anyway. having this conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> not until later, I guess. Yusuke is best boy. <laughs> all right. So, our story takes place in the early winter of 1928, but we're going to do it. Oh, I forgot. Brain, 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 brain. Okay, better. Anyway. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Iron Overseer, 
a Dice Fiend's Call of Cthulhu adventure, in which our heroes gather and hear some troubling stories about the local steel foundry. So our story takes place in 1928 as we have the camera pan across uh, snow-covered Massachusetts. No one fact-checked this because I'm pretty sure it didn't snow a lot that year. I looked it up, but I like snow-covered Massachusetts better, so... Guess what? This, is another, this isn't real. Everyone, warning, this: the events that happen in this podcast are fictional. Any similarity no, to real events or real... They're 100% fact. This really happened, guys. Nope, nope. (laughs) Any similarity to real people is completely coincidental. I like to do a lot of history, but I don't know Massachusetts history. You said this in 20s Los Angeles. I could go off, but like... Well, I don't know Massachusetts history either, so... Well, there we go. We're all on the same page. We're all going to be blind people leading blind people. What the fuck is Massachusetts? (laughs) Never heard of it. Massachusetts, more like it. Talk about... 1920s North Carolina I tell you about my great grandpa who was probably making white lightning in a bathtub. That's about talk all about I know. 1920s, <laughs> talk about 1920s Poland. I'll tell you how my grandfather's father starved them so they wouldn't be conscripted into World War One in 1918. But in Massachusetts, where there's snow, what's going well, on? Well, that's depressing. Modern problems call for modern solutions. Peasant problems call for peasant solutions. <laughs> it's all getting edited out. Or maybe not, I don't know. (laughs) As the camera goes across the snowscape of Massachusetts, it settles on a house with a fire burning just inside the window in a fireplace. And it pans in to show a gathering of several people all sitting around a central point in a a very large living room. Or gathering room, living room. Talk, talking to each other, this is the Massachusetts Paranormal Story Society, or the PISS. No! <laughs> no! Hell yeah. PISS squad! <laughs> oh dear. Word up, we're getting jackets made. No, it should be, it should be Paranormal uh, Investigation Story Society. Yes. The Paranormal Investigation Story Society of Massachusetts. Piss Because then it's really piss them. Piss them. Piss them. The Massachusetts piss. Piss mass. <laughs> mass piss. Merry Pissmas, everyone. <laughs> this is an Aldari whole situation. Uh. <laughs> anyway... The master of ceremonies. Eric, is... when you're when you're editing this, just remember you brought this on yourself. This is Yes, your I know. I know. I know. Have I ever run a serious game? Probably. Maybe. But I They're don't overrated. It. I don't think so. <laughs> Someone invite yes. me to a one shot if you want it to be a serious time. The the host is introducing everyone as people are telling stories and such. And he looks to the three of you, and he says, We do have guests tonight, brought by our same colleague, Mr. Riley, motioning to the man who invited you all to this gathering, and you'll be staying at his house later tonight. The host looks to the three of you, and may we get your names? No. (laughs) Okay. 
I'm Henry, Henry Gilbert. Nice to meet you all. Thank you for having me here. Nice to meet you. Can you, while your two friends tell, I guess, get ready, can you tell us more about yourself, Henry? Me? Oh, uh, I'm just, uh, just trying to get by in the, the world today, you know? My, uh, my daddy, uh, um, my father, uh, is in the uh, steel industry. He's been doing uh, pretty well for himself, and I'm... Maybe I'll take over the family business one of these days. Right now, I'm just trying to... Working on just... I got a lot of things in the fire. Uh, just trying to... I'm a student of life, is what I am right now. Um, and, yeah, and I figured this would be a great way to learn about life. And then he looks to whoever Jess's character is. Um, hold on, let me... <coughs> yes, my name is Professor Reginald Q. Lockwood III. <laughs> and I am, um... In the midst of a very lengthy research process. Don't worry about it. It's... Good to have you, Professor Q-Lock. <laughs> Q-Lockwood the third. Q-Lockwood the third. Can I call you Reggie? You may. Oh, I love it. And my my other friend, may we have your name? Uh, yes, I'm Irene Thomas, and I run a radio broadcast about... Um, Oh, fuck. What are we on a radio broadcast about? It's 1928. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe the supernatural? Uh, or is yeah, that too on the nose? Uh, I'm Irene Thomas, and I run a radio broadcast about supernatural events and phenomena. So you must have plenty of good stories to tell us this evening. Oh, yes, definitely. I have. Uh, I have so many. Okay, well... We have the food set up over there. He point, he motions to, f like, serving you trays of small sandwiches. And we have punch. And plenty of hot drinks for our guests who require it. So let us all Is there anything a little bit more alcoholic? Like I said, we have the punch. Wink. Okay, okay. Just just making sure that we're all clear on what's, what's going They're on. Here. Supplying the PJ. Here it piss. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't want to break po prohibition, young sir, would we? Oh, uh, yes, how dry I am. Uh, yeah, but I'm gonna go have some punch. And I as well, it does wonders for my rheumatism. Uh, and could we pause for a second? I miss, so we have the professor, and I was gonna call you Reggie. What was your character's name? The other one? Um, the podcaster? Uh... Her name is Irene Thomas. Okay. I just gotta write those down so I could call you by your character name. Okay, thank you. What's the professor's full name? Reginald? Reginald Q. Lockwood. Let me just tell you in real, my regular voice. Reginald Q. Lockwood the third. There we go. Oh, yeah, I'll just call you Reginald. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Dan, what was your character's name? Uh, my name is Henry. Henry Gilbert. Henry Gilbert. I also, you gave me the skill stand-up comedy, which is not a thing that exists yet. Uh, so <laughs> You're inventing we'll, we'll, it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out as we're going along. You're really he trying is, to make it catch on. the first stand-up comedian. First stand-up comedian. I like to tell stories, but I like it to be funny. 
At some point, you'll use you'll use that as a distraction, and then someone on an old re- telephone will be like, "Have you heard this sound?" <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell jokes back to, to the, the monsters dish. before they eat me. <laughs> yeah, but not very well. You have low stand. I have twenty five points in a skill that doesn't exist yet. So, like, <laughs> that's I pretty think impressive. I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're the best stand up comedian ever. <laughs> You can tell how much of the book I read when I was making this. Like, oh, that's a skill. That'll be funny. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway, so I'm... How many people are at this thing? So it's it's the three of us. Uh, we're the guests with, uh, with Riley. But uh, how many other people are there? And, like, what's the crowd like? Are there, like, young people? Are there young ladies? Like, what... Is is this just all dudes? What's what's the environment like here? I want to know who Henry is going to be like chatting up. Higher highs or lows on are there ladies? Are there young people here that you can chat up? I love the young people. Highs or lows? So did I get above fifty percent or below fifty? I don't know. High. Uh, I was going to say that. Um... Irene is there if you want to attempt to chat her up. It's not going to go well. Yes. <laughs> How old are you, Irene? By I the am way? 26. I'm... Okay, I'm 23. Mm-hmm. And you're like a million? I'm professor? 30! Oh. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I, Daniel, am 32. Uh... <laughs> That's what my character sheet says. <laughs> he, he just smokes a whole lot. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Where are my stogies? So there are young people there, the three of you. But there's another youngish person, weedy looking guy, but it's mostly older older white dudes with beards. Okay. Okay. Whereas I am a, a younger white dude with a mustache. So I just decided right now. Uh, so it was, uh, Irene, was it, right? Yes. I mean, I know we came over together. I, you know, how, how do you know Riley? I, it, um. Uh, sorry, remind me who Riley is. John Riley is your host for this weekend. Weekend, he, uh, he invited all of you to his house. And then he was like, hey, I, do you want to go to Mass Piss with me? <laughs> it sounds like it'll be up your alley. I love business. It's my favorite. Yeah, sorry to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> ah! Um. <laughs> I'm refusing to acknowledge Jesus this. Christ. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, he's a, uh, he's a long-time listener of the show. Uh, yeah, your show, your show. I'm a big, 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 big fan. You know, there's one problem with your show. I mean, great show, great show. It's not funny. Like, I feel like your show would be improved by having jokes. It, well, it's not supposed to be a funny show. And frankly, I don't care. No, 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 no. I, I get that it's not a funny show, but like, don't you think that like having a little bit of comedy could help lighten the mood? I'm, a, I think of myself as no. a pretty funny guy. I'm trying to No, this get is a-, a serious show about serious topics. Why would I? The, the. The supernatural is nothing to joke about. Oh. It's not I mean, a laughing could, matter. 
joke about anything, really. And frankly, okay. I don't really like it when other people tell me how to do my job. Do you oh, think okay. that you well, could come on the just... show and do it better than I do? Uh, uh, are you what, just because you're a man? Just then, Reginald wanders into the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, Reggie. Oh, my uh, friends, how are you today? You young people, oh, you keep me young. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Uh, so, how did you know uh, uh, Mr. Riley? Uh, he's a friend of my dad's, but uh, how, did, how do you know him? Oh, uh, um, Eric, how old is Mr. Riley? Um, Mr. Riley's in his 40s. He's my dad. <laughs> no, I was going to say he was in one of my classes, but he's older than I am, so that's not going to work. I imagine Reggie also looks just looks like a normal 30-year-old, but just whenever yeah, he, totally he speaks. <laughs> but when he opens yeah. his mouth, they're like... <laughs> no, he totally, he just looks like your standard, like, 30-year-old dude with, like, starting to get a little bit of gray around the temples, but otherwise he just looks very nondescript. And then he speaks. <laughs> <clears throat> How do I know Riley? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. I'm sorry, oh. I'm throwing people on the spot. I just thought it was good small talk for a No, it's good. You're you're good. <laughs> it's just I don't think about things. That's the thing. No. Oh, he um he read one of my research papers about um the Mothman. He was quite the a fan. The Mothman. Oh yes. Yeah, I'm, you know I'm going to be honest. I don't think I've heard of the Mothman. Oh, Virginian born. Incredible 17-foot wingspan and the tightest ass you've ever seen. Oh. Um, so is it more man or more moth? Like, is it a 50-50 situation? Or? Isn't that the question? It gets a little uncomfortable when you ask about it, is the thing. Oh. Wait, you ask it? Have you talked to it? Like, does it talk? Irene, how are you? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, I didn't realize that you were the one who wrote the paper about the Mothman. Oh, yes. My name was on the top. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I, I somehow didn't really connect it in my mind. Oh. Um, and, oh my goodness, it's so good to meet you. I would love to hear more about the Mothman. You, yes, well, <clears throat> we would all love to hear more about the Mothman. He's very elusive. He will not return my calls. Hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's very disappointing. Yeah, Don't uh, you worry, I'll track him down one of these days. That would be... Yeah, 30-something years. Yeah. I'm sure I'll show up again. <laughs> I'm the first one who's ever known. <laughs> no, no, see, this is the moth comma man. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> moth hyphen man, that's what I meant. <laughs> it's different, okay? <laughs> Still the tightest ass you've ever seen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, these guys are lame, so I'm just going to go chat with some other people, but you guys can talk <laughs> it. <laughs> Unless the plot's going to happen. All right. <laughs> and then the plot happened. Oh, fuck. No, no plot. No plot. No plot. Only Mothman banter. This is the Dice Fiends. We, <laughs> we don't have plot. We only have banter and goofs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did have one episode of my No plot. Only horny for Mothman. That's it. That's it. Just goofs. Just goofs. Getting horny for Mothman and piss. That's it. That's the tagline of Dice Feeds.
Maybe we'll get. Some I don't want to play this game anyway. anymore. <laughs> Too late. I'm. I would be fine if we talked less about piss. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> After the Ma- Massachusetts Paranormal Investigation Story Society concludes its business, Mister Mister John Riley takes you all up, all back to his house in the in a car. It's a snowy night, and as you drive up on his house. You see a blood. You all see a bloody figure slumped up against his door in the snow. Oh dear! Oh, uh, it is highlighted. What is that? It's not a chicken. The figure is highlighted by the headlights of the car, and you see that it is a young man with a massive gash in his shoulder. John gets out of the car, yelling, "Terry, no!" No, and runs to. <laughs> Uh, I look yes. over at uh, Professor Lockwood. You're a doctor, right? Go do doctor stuff. I'm a doctor of philosophy, young man. Oh. And at any rate, is this just the hip new trend that the young people are into now? Pretending to be bleeding on someone's porch. Well, I'm going to run over uh, as well. I won't be fooled again. Uh, do I- either of you guys have any medical skills? Because <laughs> I sure don't. See. Probably not. I'm a fucking podcaster. <laughs> See, I have medicine. You do? It says 51. So you do know something <laughs> about Apparently. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I didn't lie. I did. I am a doctor of philosophy. You well, just also know... Let me take a look at the situation. So you're assessing his injuries? Give me a medicine okay. check. It was 60. Okay. If you wanted to use luck to get it down to 51, you could. Or if you wanted to give me a justifiable way of how you're pushing it, you could try and roll it again. But if you fail, there will be b- bad things will happen to Terry. I want bad things to happen to Terry. <laughs> no, I must save Terry at all costs. No, you literally do not have to. <laughs> I mean, this. I'm pretty sure this guy ain't gonna make mm-hmm. it. Um... I, uh, by the way, while this is going on, I'm sort of looking back and forth, and uh, my hand is definitely, like, in my jacket pocket. Uh, you guys don't see what I have my hand on, but it is a uh, revolver. No, it's a, oh, it's not a ro- revolver, it's a forty-five um, that I've just sort of, like, uh, got my hand on, because I'm a little worried of, you know, because there's murders about. Right. So are you going to push, or do we just not well, know? How does, I, you got to tell me how luck works, first of all, because I got a number here, and I'm not sure what I do with that. So, if you want to spend luck, you'll just subtract the difference between your roll and the amount you got. In order, so it'll be nine in this case. But and once you're out of luck, that it kind of just gives the DM permission to screw with okay. you. Okay, save your luck. I mean, it's it's or not. it's Terry I mean, it's Also, it's not like a huge amount, and I have a pretty good stash of it so i think i'm gonna use some luck and see at least like you know try to see what the heck happened to our friend here before he kicks it maybe at first you weren't getting like quite a good idea but like just the way something glinted it reminded you of an older case and you look at it and it looks like a deep talon well not a talon but a hatchet just embedded itself in his shoulder 
It looks like you could bandage him up if you wanted to save him, though. It doesn't look... It would be fatal if it was left So I'm assuming the hatchet is no longer in the shoulder. Yeah, that was what I was <laughs> Or else this would have been a really dumb thing to not realize the first time around. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah if the hatchet was in... <laughs> it's like, how did he die of a heart attack brought on by this knife in his chest? Yes, but you would be able to band it. You can apply a relatively simple tourniquet since you spent your luck in order to keep him, stabilize him. He'll be he'll probably need medical attention, but he's not gonna die. I'm just so. like talking to myself and him the whole time. I'm like <laughs> pinching him up, I'm like, "Oh my, young man, someone took quite the chunk out of you." <laughs> Uh, is he conscious? Can he tell us what happened? Yes, he is conscious. As as you're bandaging him up, he rambles about a man, a man made of iron at his job who enslaved the workers and enslaved the other workers. And when he tried to attack the man, he was hit with an axe. A man made of iron. An iron man. Okay, this guy might be crazy. Uh, you guys know about paranormal stuff. I listen to your show occasionally. I haven't heard an episode about an Iron Man before. I mean, it could just be a big guy who's got an iron breast. Now I have, I guess I they have don't to wear ask those. if there was a scarecrow and a lion involved. No. <laughs> what? No, it's... It's a man of iron with... Okay, uh, calm down, young man, with, just a bit uh, of humor. With a, with a lantern for a head. Um, I would like to... I would like to roll a cult uh, to see if I've heard of anything like this. Uh, I, I, okay, so my skill is a 25, uh, and I rolled a 29. So mad. Do you want to... Do you want to push it, or do you want to? Would you like spin luck? Um, how how does that work? So push it. You can give me a narrative explanation of how you would be trying again, and if you fail, something bad will happen. Or luck. You could just spend four points, and you'll succeed. Um. Yeah, I think I want to use luck. All right. You remember. You don't remember at first, but then your mind goes to a telegram you got from an old union an old union soldier, a civil war veteran, who sent you've dismissed it as rambling, but he was he told you about an iron some kind of iron monstrosity they found on a plantation with a head like a lamp. The slaves wouldn't be moved from the fields, and when they tried to attack it, it came to life and started killing, buttering them. Hmm. I heard something about this, and I didn't think that it was real at all, but, um, I, I, apparently it's an actual thing that exists. Uh, do we? Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I have not met you, uh, uh, Mister uh, Mister Riley. Do you do you know this guy? Uh, why, why did he come here? T Terry's my nephew. Oh, okay. 
does he work in town at a specific place or yes yes he works at mr oris's foundry the this mr oris's steel foundry in town or outside of town really okay and now one more important thing uh, you guys know that laughter is of course the best medicine so, I'm pretty sure it's not. I, I don't think that's I, how that works. I am going to try to tell this guy a joke to cheer him up. I, I'm pretty I sure can't. the doc, Dr. Adams got sued for that. I failed, and I'm going to move on. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to spend any luck. I just, I, did, you guys are right. This is not the time for jokes. This is not the time for me, like. Terry's just moaning and he is still feverish. Quickly, okay, but quickly, what, Professor, let's get him inside. But what joke do you tell him? Um, That's actually kind of the problem. I'm trying to put something together with, like, iron person, and then I get really stuck on, like, slaves in the Civil War, and then, like, it comes out as, like, kind of racist, and, like, it, it's just kind of nothing. Um, That's really the problem. It's not even a joke. It's like, oh, so the iron guy that's kind of ironic that he hit you no that's not i had something for the you know never mind never never mind we can put some tea on and we can question him when he's feeling better in the morning that that sounds good that so should we call the police i don't normally like law enforcement but are we going to tell them that he was attacked by a man made of metal? Well, we don't need to tell them that, but we could tell the police that he got attacked at his job. That seems like something that people who are equipped to deal with these situations should Us. deal with, right? Mm. The only problem is that they're going to want to question him. Don't think he's in much position to be making up stories about attackers that aren't men made of iron right now. And Mr. Oris is very wealthy and donates to the police, so... And that as well. I'll have you know I have a lot of money, too. Well, if you wanted to bribe the police... counter-bribe the police... I'm sure that would be helpful, but he does hold sw he does hold sway, so... I don't want Terry to get into trouble for this. Okay, okay. Well, let's get this guy inside. Let's chill. Maybe have a drink. Figure out what's going on. Yes, come now, young Terrence. You'll be okay. Thank you, Professor. Of course. And with that, you put Terry to bed, and then he does prepare y'all some tea for the evening. As he just sits up and tries to get his mind off of what just happened. Do y'all have any... Thing you want to do for the evening, or hard skip to the morning? You know, how good of friends am I with uh, this Riley guy? He's my dad's friend, right? Is this like a really wealthy sort of place? Like, is there any? No, I'm not going to rob this guy. Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to forget, forget I said that. Oh I have ninety percent locks lock picking. I could start picking locks. Mm. He's moderately wealthy, but he's not like 
he's not your parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. They haven't cut me off yet. So with that, the night passes, and as the sun is shining off the freshly fallen snow, Mr. Riley's servants bring bring out breakfast for you as you sit around the table to discuss what happened the previous night. Terry is at the table. He looks a little wary. Still has his bandage. His bandage has been cleaned since last night, either by the professor or someone else who helped. But you are at the breakfast table with bacon and eggs and any other things you might want. No alcohol, but I assume that anyone who wants it has supply will be able to supply themselves. Good morning, young Terrence. How are you feeling today? I'm I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I mean, not great, but I don't think my shoulder will be the same again. Yes, probably not. I won't be able to take that firearms training that I wanted to uh. take. So just to be clear, ironic is like a thing where it's like weird that it happened, but also it has the word iron in it. That was the thing I was... There's got to be something there. I've been working on this It's been workshopping it. <laughs> I please don't make a joke about that. Oh, the irony. Uh, that see that was that's what I said. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Oh, that was actually very funny. Irony. That's not what irony means. That was my joke. That was the <clears throat> <laughs> Philistines. So Terry, tell us what happened to you the other night. Here's the shoulders, like Mister Mister Oris brought that thing into our workplace. And it was just weird at first, but then all the people working there, they would they worked harder and longer. They wouldn't move, they wouldn't complain. I saw Tom break his hand, but then he just kept working. Fascinating. And when I When you say they like don't how... move, what do you what do you mean by that? How uh, They don't move from the factory. Oh okay. Like if you're paralyzed, that doesn't seem like a very good worker. But they they just don't leave their spot. I left at night, but they wouldn't. And when I, when I came in early, I found them all sleeping like around the over around the thing, the statue. Okay, and why were you able to leave? <sighs> well, he pulls out a time uh my grandfather gave me this he said it was it protected from evil spirits the charm itself is a simple wooden charm with a symbol of a double-headed axe in three concentric circles and i've just worn it for good luck but when it struck me instead of it attacking me again it just stopped and I was able to run away. That's a lot of luck. Because of the charm. I think I think so. That's the only reason I could have I could know Can of. I use archaeology to see if maybe I recognize the charm. Oh, or right. something it might be related to. Free. Uh, 
21. Okay. And my skill's 26. Damn. <laughs> so you recognize both the axe and the three concentric circles are from Gaelic runes as symbols of protection for the body and mind, respectively. Mm. Protective runes! Is that thing still there? I can't imagine why it wouldn't okay. be. Mr. Oris brought it in, and he seemed very pleased with people just working around the clock. Yeah, that makes sense. And how big is it? Is it the size of a man? Is it the size of, like, a mothman? It's, like, how, how big it's is taller. it? The moth it's man taller. is pretty it's, it's large. Seven, it's seven feet. It's seven feet at least. That's and huge. The, the tightest ass you've ever seen. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. And it's made out of iron, you said. So, like, at, is it a lantern at the top, though? Like, is it there a flame there? Or is it glowy? Is it a cult? I mean, it's clearly a cult if it's magicking people, but. It's not. It's a seven foot man in, like, field workers' clothes. And it's a bull, bullseye lan- It's a bullseye lantern at the head. It didn't glow, but it doesn't glow normally. But when I tried to hit it with when I hit it with my hammer, it its eye its lantern turned red. I could see a heart. I could see a heart in it. A, a heart, like a like a human heart. I can, s- or like a Valentine's heart. No, a human heart. I and can I give you all to roll me just a quick sanity because that is a part of this system. I got a twenty-five. I'm just fine. Uh, can you push a sanity roll? Thirty-three. Describe how you're pushing it. Um, I I want to say that I will be able to push it because I have heard about this creature before so this isn't like completely new information for me oh yeah good mm-hmm. all right yeah you can try and push it if you want okay do, so do, do, what do, do i do. like what do i need to do just roll your roll okay. again and be luckier yeah. this time you still have the same chance yay that's better all right uh i have a sanity score of 40 and I rolled a 38. Okay. Maybe when we see this thing we'll start losing our minds, but just hearing about it we seem like we're okay. Yeah. Otherwise you would have just lost one sanity. But yes, no one fi- since no one failed, you probably Irene is somewhat perturbed by it, but she's like I've heard about this before. It can't, like I know I do a podcast on it. I know what's going on. Yeah. That's what you call it's your radio spooky, show. But I've I've heard I've heard spookier. I'm sorry, what? I was gonna say you call your radio show a podcast? Yes, it's a podcast. It's a paranormal it's a paranormal broadcast. Oh right, right. Paranormal broadcast. Podcast. That makes sense. Makes sense to me. I just thought of that a second ago and I'm really proud of it. <laughs> Here's the thing I would ask you, paranormal expert. Yes. Has anyone killed this thing before? Uh, not that I know of. I've only heard of it once. 
great. I don't think that anyone has uh, killed it. You can't. Is there more than one? Do they reproduce? Oh, I have so many questions. I don't know. All I all I know is that I've heard of it one time. Uh, it appeared on a on a plantation. Okay, okay. So this calls for further research. I think I have an idea. I, I, I mean, I don't need to get ahead of ourselves, but like, I, I feel like we've all we're all decent enough people. We're like this. This is messed up. We should look into this. We should figure out. Or maybe this is cool, paranormal, whatever. But this is content. I'm pretty <laughs> rich. I mean, my parents are, and I have access to a lot of money. Oh well, good for you, Rich. No, boy. no, 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 no. I mean, yes, thank you. If you need it, you I can't could... just throw money at a ghost and make it go away. No, no, it doesn't no. work like that. But I Unless could maybe throw money at the guy who owns the foundry to get to be like, "Hey, could you give me a tour of like what's going on here?" And uh, I might invest, or like my dad might invest into this foundry, and then oh, we could get maybe in the front door. Yeah, a bribe. Well, that's certainly an interesting idea. And I'm pretty good at fast talking, and I'm charming, and I have credit rating. Those are all skills that I have, and they're all pretty good. <laughs> My credit score is incredible. Don't even worry about it, guys. It's 60. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's good, actually. Well, what's your score? Uh, actually, it's 1920s it's, credit score. It's, it's 1928. Do I know what a credit score is? I don't have I don't a credit score. I, I have a credit rating. It's ah, different. It's different. All right. Uh, that's the only thing that I could think of. Or we could just, like, throw Molotovs at the factory and burn the whole thing down. But I thought also people an option. in there. Yeah. That's also a very good option. Uh, I feel like the safe option is probably a good one to take first. I've tossed a Molotov or two in my youth. Oh, you have? Oh, yes. We got wild back then. I just heard it was something that the Russians are doing over the with the Bolsheviks and all that. But back in 1915, what were you doing <laughs> in 19? 19- Never mind. <laughs> How old were you in 1915? Let me do some math. <laughs> <laughs> you were in your teens. Yeah, I was you a were teenager. Seven? No. Yeah. Seventeen. Oh That's the right age to throw Molotovs. Oh my god. Thirteen, I think. What were you throwing? At? <laughs> That's less the right age to throw a Molotov. <laughs> Any age is the right age to throw a Molotov. Depends on who you're throwing them at. Perfectly in the hand at that age. Mm-hmm. Catch <laughs> Junior. Really small bottles. <laughs> so it's like how kids, high school kids today, when they're not on the TikTok or whatever, are like making dry ice bombs. Is it like dry oh, ice yes. bombs, but with Molotovs? <laughs> Did you just did did you just call it the TikTok? <laughs> Damn kids in the TikTok. I maybe I don't know. It's nineteen nineteen twenties. The TikTok in the YouTube's. Back in my day, they called it Vine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before that, they called it five second films. We'd get ourselves a Coca Cola at the soda shop. Finish it up and then fill it with gasoline. <laughs> Good times to be had! So, what would the three of you like to do with this information? Uh, well, I would certainly like to do some paranormal investigation. Uh, I think that it's probably not a bad idea to go to the factory under, uh, sorry, to go to the foundry under 
pretense of wanting to invest in it. Yes, I need to see how tight its ass is with my own eyes. <laughs> my god. And uh, Henry's like a little shit, um, but he also has like a, maybe it's a little bit to go against his uh, dad who also has a factory. Uh, he's got a little bit of socialist leanings in his rich boy nonsense version of it all. But it's like, oh, workers nice. are being oppressed. I should maybe look into that. He's That's why we was talking about the Bolsheviks earlier. He's fascinated by that sort hmm. of stuff. So while you guys are set on investigating, uh, Henry is very much like, well, you know, I think I have to go in there and, and be a hero and save everyone um, and probably get hacked to pieces. So uh, we can hop in. Uh, I'm going to make a declaration. Maybe you could go with it. We can hop in my car. I have a car because I have money and I'm a teletot and drive over to the foundry. That's good. I have it. I have I have a driving skill. Awesome, because I don't really know how to drive that well, actually. I usually have a driver take me places, actually. It's me all behind the wheel of your old Model T and see how it goes. Do would any of you need protection when you go there, like from the monster from the being? Oh, oh yes. well, you know, they say that you should always use protection. I've been told that. I've been yelled that actually after events. Um, but uh, don't worry, I've got some protection, and I uh, pull out of my coat uh, uh, my forty-five automatic uh, pistol. Sounds like I just take aim at that heart. Problem solved. Uh, I don't. I don't know if that can uh, kill this creature. Actually, um, a lot of paranormal. Creatures require some kind of specialized weapon uh, if you're going to fight them. I don't know that if you hit the metal man with more metal, it's going to do much. Yeah, but the but you can always try. Made of metal, right? That was actually what I felt reassured that there was actually a heart in there. I know some people. Oh, I suppose that's true. At any rate, uh, young Teremy, do you mind if I borrow your uh, your medallion there for a bit? Did you just call him Teremy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, please take it. Thank you, thank you. Are are you guys armed? Do you have weapons? Oh, yes. Uh, no, I don't. Rest assured, I never leave home without it. You just have your fists. Yeah, he never leaves home without his fists. Uh. No, Irene has oh, okay. her fists. Well, I never leave home without my fists. Uh, the other thing I would say is... Uh, we should try to find out more about this thing. Um, we should go take a look at it, but also, like, is there, like, a paranormal, like, library nearby where we could read more about this thing? Does anybody know about a, like, use... Does anybody... I'm asking if anybody has a library use skill. You could come to my office hours! <laughs> okay. I do have library use skills. You know that the host of last night's events had paranormal oh, books right. the, 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 and stories of the occult. The piss. The Massachusetts paranormal. I wasn't going to say it, but you just had to bring <laughs> it up. I didn't remember <laughs> the acronyms. Thank God. I don't know. So yes, you could go check that out if you wished. Okay. Well, let's go to the fountain. It's a good question. You don't all have to go to the same place at the same time. 
you could each go investigate some uh, different way. And that could be your afternoon of the first day. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to go to the foundry to just sort of, uh, maybe I won't get a tour right away or just try to make some of my introductions. And if I just go as my, mm, just go wave your money around. That, that is what I do pretty well. I actually think that I would also like to go to the foundry and see if I can witness this beast firsthand. Yeah, yeah. You could be... We could say you're my assistant. I, I'm not... No, I, I know you're not my assistant. I'm not trying to insult you or whatever. But, like, if we want to be on the cover... Because I don't think he's letting paranormal podcasters into his into his foundry is all i'm saying that's that's true uh yeah we can we can say that i'm your assistant yeah yeah that's fine with me okay uh, assuming we could even get in the door it's the trouble with you youth these days no interests in academia uh fine no, I'm very interested in other people doing academia for me, is what no, I'm no. interested in. No worries. Oh, I'm, I'm interested in it. I just would prefer to see this creature with my own eyes, rather than trying to find something about it in books. It, that just, no that takes so long. Do you want, uh, Professor, here, take yes. five bucks. Go research it. They're, they're, there, I'm contributing. Uh, pay for your gas or a sandwich or something, and then... Uh, uh, okay. It's fine. I, I, I got you. I got you. Strange people. Okay, so then maybe you won't be driving. Uh, maybe I'll have my driver bring us over. Uh, my driver, whose so, name yeah, is... Yeah, I guess so. um... Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. What's his no, didn't we already have a Jerry? No, we had a Reggie. Um and a, We had a Terry. We had a Terry. Um let's say his yeah. name is Bob. Or Robert. No, his name has okay, to be Jerry. It's Bob. a it's a Dice Fiend's time honored tradition. This is tradition. true. This is no, true. It, I apologize. It, the driver's name is Jerry. That. Yes. <laughs> it it could be it could be Bob and Well Jess no, still, Bob and Jerry sounds the like professor a professor still to needs do someone a to drive her. Thing, and that's a whole other <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, yeah, my driver right. Jerry. I'll get my driver Jerry. Oh, I was so. I was thinking Bob and Larry. Bo oh but... well, <laughs> I was thinking ice cream. Bob but... and Larry. Uh, <laughs> the maybe oh, the power of the Lord uh, and our the vegetable <laughs> Lord will be able to save us from uh, this guy. My driver is a giant anthropomorphic cucumber. <laughs> There's a little uh, cucumber. On the on the uh, license plate or right by on the yeah. no instead of a Jesus fish, <laughs> he keeps a cucumber on his dashboard yeah. all the time. Nobody really understands why yeah. he doesn't like to talk about it. <laughs> Henry and Irene, where are you? You are going to the foundry, and Reginald is yeah. Going I'm just going to drive to the foundry and just library. Walk up to the front door. All right, I am going to take a trip to. Uh, Library at my beloved institution, whichever one that may be. Well, I thought you were going to the uh, Paranormal Society's library. Oh, I could go there I'm, too. I, I don't care, but I did. I forgot they had books. Honestly, yeah, they're mostly <laughs> telling stories about Mothman and, and uh, Jersey Devils and stuff. All right, um, I'm going to have you all make make 
all of you make me a dex roll. Let's see who which group goes first. Ooh, I failed by six. I failed by a lot, so. All right. Oh boy, I also failed by a lot. What? How much do you? Okay, so I get. Well, I guess since you, st- I guess since Daniel was the only one proved to provide an actual number, Henry and Irene will go first. Is he part of your separate ways? Because my dex is sixty and I rolled a sixty-six, so that's I didn't do too bad. It's just a good thing I'm not driving. <laughs> okay, so what's this foundry look like? Is there an office or anything? Because I know there's like the actually like smelting or whatever. That, actually, I don't know a lot about foundries. I'm a young spoiled kid. Um, but is there like an office th- that I can go to that's like nearby or, or something like that? Because like. They probably aren't letting me into the the like factory floor, right? The office is actually in the foundry itself. If you go in, it's you'll see the platform for the office very quickly. Like it's right near the entrance, but you go up a set of metal stairs and into an office overlooking the entire foundry. And it's just the front door unlocked. Like, and I just like walk in. It is since it is unlocked. Okay. Um, And maybe the biggest question, when we walk in there, is there a seven-foot Iron Man with a lantern for a head? Yes, near the back of the the foundry, you see a a tall, immobile figure. You'd have to get closer to determine how much of a lantern it has for a head. But you imagine that's what you're looking at. It's a fairly large it's a fairly large building, even if it is very simply laid out. Oh god, that must be it. Yeah. I th- Henry, do you think that's it? It has to be, right? I don't see any other large metal men. Um, well, I'll go upstairs to the office, see if the, the foreman or anything's there. Maybe you can actually go over and like look at it more directly, like sort of blended with the workers, if you want to try to do do that. If they ask, I'll say you're inspecting the, the place for me. Does that, I mean, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. You do whatever you want. I'm, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm not trying to, I know we got off on the, the wrong foot. I'm not, I know you don't want me to tell you how to do your job. Oh my gosh, I have my foot in my mouth. I'm just a little worried. Um, that thing's really big. It's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yes, yes, it is. Um, I can see if I can get a little bit closer to it, but I certainly don't want to get too close. That makes uh, sense. That makes a lot of because sense. Because of the inherent danger of approaching a paranormal entity. Okay. Yes, do you have any do you have any stealth skills? Um maybe. Let me look at my skills again. Um I do not. All Neither right. do I. Alright. So who wants so who wants to go up? Who wants to go first with their whole investigation? Do you want to go up to the office first, or do you, would you like? I know you're doing it at the same time, but who wants to go first in this whole shaboodle? Uh, I'll go upstairs. And I side note: I know I talk too much. I'm not trying to dominate the podcast, so please don't don't let me. Oh, you're yeah. you're fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so Henry uh, sort of uh, uh, very confidently walks upstairs. He actually sort of 
you see that he starts, uh, he changes his stance and his walk. He's like, okay, it's rich people time. It's like, gotta, gotta be, be an upper crust twit, uh, time. Uh, as I go upstairs and I, uh, sort of, uh, just rap at the uh, door of the office. Hello? Hi. Oh, hello, hello, come in, come in. Hello, hello. Uh, my name is uh, Henry Gilbert. I'm sorry to uh, barge in unannounced. Uh, your name, sir? A large, a large man with a big, with a big white beard and balding, like his neck pouring over his top, his collar somewhat. He stands up from his desk and just takes your hand and shakes it vigorously. Oris, Timothy Oris, nice to meet you, Henry Gilbert. You said. Oris, oh my goodness, you're the man that I was looking for. Yes, uh, Henry Gilbert. Uh, do you have a moment? Can we talk for, for just a little bit? Of course, of course. All right, all right. Um, is there like a chair in here that I could sit down? I mean, I assume he has a chair at yeah. his desk, but is there like another yes, chair in here? You, you do have a chair in here. Okay. I take a seat uh, and I say, oh, my." so as you heard, my name is Henry Gilbert. Of the New York Gilberts. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Of that. Yes, yes. I've heard I've heard of I've heard of you your lot. How's your father uh, yes, doing? And we do have a lot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good times are never going in, are they, Henry? Uh not for me. Uh yeah, these times are awesome. I love exploiting workers. Um, so I was. Well, that's an odd way to <laughs> phrase it. It's it's the best. We're gonna keep buying on credit. We're gonna keep exploiting workers. It's gonna be mm, keep that to myself. I've read some books. Um, We're gonna do it in twenty twenty two. My uh, my father uh, has entrusted me with a little bit of money, and he wants me to start making money on my own. And I figured the best way to do that is to make some sound investments. And I've been looking around in uh, various industries in the area. I was visiting, I've been visiting Massachusetts for some, some other things. But I thought that I would take a look at some of the local industry and see if I've, I've heard that your foundry is very profitable. Uh, I hope I haven't been misinformed. Uh, and that I was thinking that maybe we could uh, come to an agreement and uh, maybe expand your operations. All right. Um, I do a plan for expanding my operations. I will need you to roll me a fast talk. Cool. Oh, yeah, deception or some kind of. Yeah, I have fast talk at fifty-five. I also have credit rating at sixty if I'm trying to impress it with my family money. But I can do fast talk. That's fine. Ooh, that's a sixty-four. Hmm. And I have a fifty-five. Uh, I guess I'll spend some luck. Or you could push it and try again. No, no, I don't want to push no. things when there's monsters nearby. Um, Alright. Okay, so I'll spend that luck. I'll cross it off my sheet there to get down to 55. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say what happens is, like, you're talking to him, he's, he stands up, he's still up and, like, he's standing up to you and, like, out of the corner of your eye, you do see Irene, like, walking down the middle and then as he looks like he's not buying it he quickly moves here in between him and irene so he doesn't see someone just walking 
into his foundry unannounced. And you keep talking to him, and he's like, yes, yes. I, well, I do have plans to expand my operation fair, fairly soon. And I think the Gilbert would be do well to get on the ground floor of this. Yes. Well, uh, my, I myself, I, let's, let's leave my dad out of this. This is going to be a Henry Gilbert operation, not the, yeah, or, you know, I gotta, gotta make some money. So I was wondering, um, I, before I invest, I, I apologize. I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm sure that you, you do great stuff, but what is it that separates your foundry from every other foundry that I could invest in? Because I think there are larger foundries out there. Why, uh, why should I spend my money on yours? Well, my sim, my workers are simply dedicated to my foundry and our success. Unlike those communists and unionists that are plaguing our great nation as it is. Yeah, they are the worst. Yes, the bullshit. Why, I tell you, it feels like the Bolsheviks have their red hooks in all of our workers, but... Yeah, they are... They are sure like that. My workers, barring some small exceptions that will be taken care of, they are completely motivated and dedicated to the cause. Oh. Uh, How were you able to crush the unions uh, so effectively? And as you say that, we're going to cut to Irene. You are walking through the the foundry. You're not make. Are you taking any steps to hide yourself or blend in? I think that I have grabbed a clipboard off of like a um off of like a desk or a wall or something, and I'm walking around and I'm uh just uh I'm I'm looking at things in the foundry and I'm occasionally scribbling on the clipboard. Uh, you know, just writing. Um. You know, what looks like uh, quickly scrolled notes, but it actually doesn't really have any meaning uh, because I'm trying to just look like I am taking notes on things. Do you have spot hidden? I do. Can you make me a spot hidden roll, SU? I can. All right. Um. Okay, so if I roll three zeros... That's 100, so you... That's the worst you could possibly roll. God fucking damn it. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a critical failure, I believe. So All nothing right. happens, but just just for this scene, like as you're walking along, you're looking around, and as soon as your back is turned, someone just like gets horribly mangled by one of the machines, but you don't hear it. And then you just keep walking along. What the so fuck? You don't have to worry about What the fuck? You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh my god okay that's why you don't invest in spot hidden in uh you make your way up to the steel you make your way up to the iron overseer it is indeed a seven foot tall statue of a man in work clothes with a bullseye lantern you don't know if it has the tightest ass you've ever seen but it is a formidable ass. Alright. Well that is uh that is certainly a tight ass. Um I don't wanna get too close, I kinda wanna just like check it out. Is it moving? It is not or anything? Is it's just standing still. It is not moving, but as 
like how how close do you get to it? Uh, I probably like ten feet away. As you're standing ten feet away, you do feel a dull thrumming in the back of your head, like that's slowly. You do feel a dull thrumming in the back of your head, like someone's just beating a drum that's slowly drowning out other thoughts. Make me a willpower check right quick. Uh, sorry, what is willpower? I believe, isn't willpower a thing? I don't see no, that. It's no, it's not on willpower here. Willpower is not a thing. <laughs> is it just Is that pow? pow? Is that pow on the sheet? Is that pow, willpower? yes, pow. Okay. I, okay. Power is just like ability... It, you can either do power or intelligence, whichever is better. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with intelligence for okay, that. Okay, yeah, because I thought of it something like mentally resisting it, but I don't know what's governed by that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I rolled a 71, uh, and I have 80. 80 uh, sorry, 85. You're able to successfully shake it off, but it's just like the quiet pounding in if as you, like, try to focus in on it, there's just, like, a tiny whisper in the back of your head. But you're able to successfully ignore it with that intelligence check. Okay, is it, like, saying anything that I can, uh, you know, discern, or? Not with, no, it is not. Like, okay. Okay. the The success was you being, like, this is this would be bad if I tried to do it, so you could willingly listen to it. Uh I would prefer not to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um What's the worst that could happen? Uh yeah, a lot of a lot of things. Um Well, I would um Is there any weaknesses oh on it? <laughs> Probably not. Um, I want to... Alright, so from where I'm standing, like, can I see... Um, I'm trying to look at its head and see if it actually does have, like, a heart inside of it. From where you're standing, you, you cannot see. And if you wanted to roll a spot hidden, you might be able to. But it's okay. just it's just the angle, and it's kind of on a dais above you, so... Alright, I'm gonna roll a spot hidden. Um, I... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Because I really don't want to get any closer, because I feel like it's a very bad idea. Oh, shit! Alright, that is a good roll. That is a 17. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, um... Not an extreme success, but, like, the... It's a very good success. Thank. Like the the whatever. It's above like the second uh rate. All right. Yeah. So you are able to look in and you do see a heart in the darkness of the lantern just quietly And you do realize as you're listening to it as you see it it wasn't drums beating in the back of your head but you you were hearing the heartbeat of Oh my god. Ugh. Uh I immediately turn back around and um Not to be a jerk, but is that a sanity roll? Yes, that would be a small sanity yeah. roll. <laughs> just, yeah, I figured it would be. Just a bit. That's a treat. 
Mm. <laughs> Irene can have a little sanity roll. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, and my sanity is 40, so I'm gonna take some damage from that, probably. You lose two sanity. Okay. As you focus on the you focus on the heartbeat just a little too long, and as you turn around, there is a haggard-looking worker standing about five feet from you. You didn't hear him approach in that time. Ah! And, yes. Oh my goodness, can I help you? You shouldn't come here, he says, his voice creaky from disuse and his body malnourished. Well, I'm here right now and I'm doing an inspection. You shouldn't come here. All right. Well, I am I am here right now and I am doing an inspection. So please let me uh let me continue to work and I will leave you alone as well. And then we this is a split scene between Irene and Henry as you all hear him screaming, "You shouldn't be here." The owner looks up Say, what was that? As you were, this was happening as you were asking about how he cracked down on unionization. Keep the owner from looking out the window. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that another fast talk? Um, yes. Okay. Just make a roll. Uh, 25. 25, uh, yes. So that is a definite success. Man, there's. <laughs> People yelling all sorts of things out there. Uh, but I really want to know about uh, about your union uh, squashing. Yes, yes, it is. It's a remarkable antique I found down in the South re- quite recently, actually. An antique? What do you yes, mean an antique? it has... Superstitious might say it's magic, but... It shows the value of good hard work for... The people of the to the lazy and the deal to the lazy. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad it inspires the uh, the lazy. Well, um, that's great to hear. Uh, I think I'm gonna get going. Um, that's all I really need to know for now. I gotta talk to some of my money people. Uh, I'll be back uh, sometime tomorrow, uh, or maybe we could. Uh, yeah, I'll be back sometime tomorrow, and we'll we'll uh, ha- hammer a little bit more of this uh, out. Um, but thank you very much uh, for letting me meet you. Uh, as I am going, uh, he's probably a little distracted because while I did distract him from the with the union busting comment, he's probably looking a little bit like trying to figure out what the yelling is about. I want to use that time to use my sleight of hand skill to see if I can steal anything off of his desk. I don't know if there's okay, anything roll. even worth stealing, but I want Rolls. to try to... If there's, like, a key that I see or anything anything that looks valuable, or even just cash, I'll take some cash. Roll a, roll a sleight of hand. You got it. And if you succeed, I will tell you what you get. That is a 39, and I have 60 sleight of hand. Nice. Yeah. I'm doing well. Always, so you are... You are able to grab some documentation off of his desk and quickly shove it into your coat as you leave. Okay, and I'll read this later. Okay. 
And uh, so I, uh, and now I'm quickly walking out and I'm sort of looking to see if uh, Irene uh, is okay. Also, what is Irene doing? Yes, so the man isn't stopping you, but after he screamed, he's just staring at you with an intensity. All right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go inspect something else now. Uh, thank you. Uh, and I, <laughs> I quickly walk away. Yeah, he ju- he doesn't move from the spot, but as you pass by, you still hear that faint thump, dun dun, dun dun, dun dun, and as you both leave the foundry, if you look back, Irene, you can still see him rooted in spots, staring at you. Oh well, that's horrifying. This place is terrible. I like that very much. Let's leave. Yes, it is. It is. It's it's absolutely awful. Uh, it, that creature is absolutely awful. Uh, did you see it? Uh, sort of. I could see it from across the way. You're the one who got close. We'll, we'll have to chat about it a little bit. You'll have to tell me all about it. Did you see? Does it really have a heart? It absolutely does. And not only does it have a heart in it, it is beating. Oh, that's upsetting. Make me a oh. sanity roll, and then we can go to yes. the good professor. Uh, both both of us? Both of us make a sanity roll? No, or just, just Henry. Just Henry. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, that is an 82. That is definitely a failure. I assume Irene is somewhat shaken at this moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you see Irene's shaken manner while she's just been professional otherwise. Uh, Jerry, let's and collected. go. Let's, let's get out of here. Okay, let me just get my twin strapped in. What? This is 1928. We don't have seatbelts yet. Yes, I know. I've just... Oh, you're right. They're in the front seat without seatbelts. They're completely unsafe. No, this is normal. there's probably not even a law against that yet. This is perfectly normal. Well, let's get to the good professor who we've been having sit there very quietly and bored. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so we... The camera zooms out and pans across the city where we go to wherever professor... Reginald is. Smash cut. Smash cut. Star wipe. Um, yes. Beautiful. Looks just like a PowerPoint presentation. Gone mad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes, I am. So you see Professor Reginald in the uh, library of the Paranormal Society. Just surrounded by the piss books. library. Yeah, the piss library. Oh the piss memorial library. Just surrounded by open books all over the damn place. And he's flipping through and just looking for anything he can find about big metal monsters with weird lamp heads. Make me a used library check. Well, that's a twenty, and my skill is seventy. So I think. Hell I'm yeah! Good. Oh, you get you get a very oh, good success. Very good. Yay! I'm using that library like a champion. <laughs> yes, you see a similar account to what Irene told you about earlier. That during the Civil War, Union soldiers came across one that. A monsters fitting similar descriptions and many were killed when they first fired on it but after they 
shot the overseer who had the like there's a human overseer after they killed him with frankly more bullets than a normal person should be able to take the iron monster stopped moving troubling and you do also find something by a, a mr webb hitting like tucked away in the library about enchantments and golems and some describe a ritual using unwilling human sacrifices to animate statues. So kind of like the Wicker Man in old traditions, but ah, less symbolic. Great. Right. And with less Nicolas Cage. The, <laughs> or Christmas. No, no, no. The sacrifice... <laughs> no, the sacri- exact same amount of Nicolas Cage. The sacrifice always has to be Nicolas Cage, otherwise it doesn't work. But are there bees? Ah. Not the bees. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. the bees. <laughs> I hope we have to fight the Wicker Man because that thing got lit on fire and then was destroyed. I feel like that'd be a pretty easy yeah, fight. That would, actually, that's a pretty yeah, that's pretty <laughs> easy yeah. win. <laughs> Damn, I got, I put so something any, made entirely of wood. Any other weaknesses that he found while he's doing all that reading? Because he rolled really well. Well, I can murder a person, and that'll mm, make okay. it stop. So yeah. As to weaknesses, you do find mentions that of an elder sign that seems to mute a magical effects and spells. And that Webb theorized that this is like any kind of runic protections from history could have the same effect. And oh, like the necklace. Yeah, and there are, like, disenchantments. If one were to find a disenchantment spell, they should be able to break the bond between the iron monstrosity and whoever's controlling it. Well, I am going to um, slip Mr. Webb's book into my jacket. Now, question, who owns this library? (laughs) And is anyone, like, here? I assume somebody let me in. It is... George Orlington, the third Esquire, ah. and yes, one of his one of his servants let you in when you mentioned you were at the last night's meeting and he needed to look something up. So I'm gonna slip, uh, yeah, Mister Webb's little little book there into my the interior pockets of my tweed jacket. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and um, they don't have any spells in that library, like that. You said there's a disenchant spell. Is there? Is he able to find that in his research? You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, you. Yeah. Um. No, you're good. You're right. Make me a. Okay, Jess. Yeah, I'm still a researching. Okay. Yep. Highs or lows? Uh, highs. Highs. You are able to find a small book of spells. Oh, nice. And is this one small enough to also slip into my jacket? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's more of a pamphlet of spells, that. really. Ah, I see. A little, it's like a brochure, a, li- a leaflet, if anything. It's a chick tract <laughs> <laughs> of spells. It's the back of a receipt of spells. Right, it's just a grocery list. So I slip it into my pocket along with Mister Webb's tome there, and I have taken some some notes from the other um the other the other book that I was looking at. But seeing as how most of the stuff in there was things we'd already kind of known i'm not going to bother taking that one with me yeah and it's and in that book it was largely presented as like 
just a fanciful tale of soldiers driven mad by war weariness. Fucked up if true. Fucked up if that's the name of the book. Yeah, it's called called (laughs) Fucked Up If True. It could be the episode of your podcast about it too. Would you like to do anything else? Um, I think I'm good in here. I'm going to take what I found back to um Mr. Bradley's house and wait for the others. The investigators are Mac, Daniel, and Jess. Deeming and producing is done by Eric. Track listings and relevant links for the music we use in this episode are down in the show notes. Our logo was done by Ray Calidus. You can find her on Twitter at KeyligraphyInc or at KeyligraphyInc.com. I am going to shout out the SCP Wiki for providing the inspiration for this and the user Veilinks in particular for SCP-1011, Humanization Process. Look, I've advertised ways to get dice before. We need them for the games we play with our friends to try and help us not go insane in this stressful time. But what happens when you're gaming and people... Well, what happens well, What happens when you're gaming is that you roll dice. But what happens when you're not gaming and people want you to take your 150 plus dice elsewhere? You can't hold them all in your hands, that's just not practical. Well, what you can do is go to etsy.com slash shop slash out and buy some wonderful dice bags which can hold about 160 dice. See? There you go. And once you close it, you can just hold it upside down and start shaking like there's no tomorrow. No dice are coming out of that puppy. I checked. There's also an adorable corgi pattern. So get on, get in on that. That's www.etsy.com slash shop slash grayed out. Grayed out spelled G-R-E-Y-E-D-O-U-T on one word. For a wonderful dice bag. Enter Dice Fiends, all one word, as the coupon at checkout for 10% off the entire store. Do you like the show? Do you want to hear more of us and our shenanigans? Well, tell a friend us about us or leave us a rating review over on your podcatcher of choice to help more people find us. Do you want to support us in a more financial way? Head on over to our Patreon and for as little as $1 a month, you can get a whole bevy of benefits, including me literally shouting my thanks to you in the end segment of our show. If you have any comments or questions or whatever, you can hit us up on Twitter at DiceFiends or shoot us an email at DiceFiendsPod at gmail.com. And until next time, remember, keep fighting the good fight. Black Lives Matter. Goodbye. <laughs>